Number 45, The Truth of Discomfort. This is really one of my favorite subjects. The animal nature of us always will seek survival of self first, survival of species second, and comfort third. And unless I make myself aware of this, then I will be at the mercy of this mechanism in me that's looking for comfort. And the truth is, comfort is often at cross purposes to what's best for me and what's best for the situation. Anyone who's ever worked out can understand this phenomenon. It's never really comfortable to push oneself in a, in a, a workout class or to push oneself lifting weights or to push oneself running. But it's oftentimes exhilarating and oftentimes very positive in one's experience, but it's rarely comfortable. So the truth of discomfort, I'll begin with a quote from Sri M's book, The Little Guide to Greater Glory and a Happier Life, which is just a delightful title for a book anyway, isn't it? Sri M writes, ask the physicist, he'll tell you, it's all mere vibration, particles or charges in constant motion or just waves of different frequencies in a perpetual flux. Your three-dimensional world is largely a concoction of your senses and mind. And you? You are the consciousness which is the witness of all the drama, watching in amusement as the ego plays its games, dons different masks at different times, and ends up identifying itself with the roles it plays. The real you is that ever-blissful, unchanging, blessed consciousness. In 2015, I uh, accompanied Sri M and uh, anywhere from 50 or 60 to 1,000 uh, others uh, on the Walk of Hope. I was there for a month. Uh, Sri M and his 50 or 60 core uh, uh, participants walked from the bottom of India to the top of India, uh, a journey of some 7,500 kilometers over the course of 16 months. I did it for a month. And when I was in India on the Walk of Hope, each day was a new experience of discomfort. I literally had blisters on top of blisters, shoes that didn't fit. Um, there are no shoes in India larger than size 12, just FYI, if you're ever going to go over there. And shoes that fit when you're under normal conditions, no longer fit when you've walked uh, 20 kilometers on pavement in heat. Your feet tend to swell a little bit. So I literally had blisters across the balls of my feet, you know, three inches long, two inches wide, and then developed blisters on top of those blisters. I realized in retrospect I should have just cut the ends off my shoes, but... You live, you learn. I also got heat stroke. The food was often too spicy. The showers were often cold. We slept in dormitories or dormitory-like conditions. There was dust and smoke. I didn't know Hindi, and almost everything was spoken in Hindi. Every once in a while, they would feel sorry for me and say some things in English. I was away from my family and friends. I, the, the list really could go on. 
But ask me how my experience was, and I'll tell you it was fantastic. It was one of the high points of, of my life to date. Now, how is that possible? So as Sri M says in the passage above, I am the witness to the drama, witness to the discomfort. I am not the drama. I am not the discomfort. The discomfort was a given. When I signed up for this, I knew it was going to be uncomfortable, but Sri M had told me that he would teach me something I wanted him to teach me if I met him in Varanasi. And as I said to him when I arrived, I, I thought it would be rude just to show up in Varanasi when everyone else was walking. So I, I walked for a month. I, I figured that was the least I could do. And just so you know, the walk was uh, in support of the idea of religious tolerance and uh, gender equality. In every town and village, Shriam would stop and talk about, you know, be nice to each other. Treat the Muslims well, because who knows what you'll be in your next lifetime. And, uh, and we had uh, experiences in Christian churches and uh, Zoroastrian temples and uh, Sikh temples and Hindu temples, of course. So the experience of, of this walk of hope was phenomenal. It was, uh, it was meaningful. It was for something. And that made all of the discomfort worthwhile. The people on this walk had committed to the process itself, which means accepting the fact that this is going to be uncomfortable. It's just a given. It really was a, a, an extraordinary experience. And because I meditate twice each day, getting in touch with, to some degree, that, that part of self, capital S, that is the witness, I can remember that part of self that is the witness when I'm not meditating. I'm always just a few hours away from the experience that reminds me of this truth of self. And on my best days, I can feel that truth of self there behind the thoughts, behind the experience, behind the comfort or discomfort. This is one of the really profound gifts of meditation, the ability to go beyond all that seems to be wrong in the world, to touch upon and identify as that which is absolutely right, always that is absolutely okay, that place of true bliss that lives inside each of us, that is the truth inside each of us. This is not to say that the happenings in the world are an illusion in any way. The, the happenings in the world are absolutely real. The challenges we all are facing, especially in these difficult times, are absolutely real. But the more I know myself as that which is beyond my troubles, the less I am at the mercy of those troubles, the less I see those troubles as problems that need solving. And the more I can commit to living with things the way they are and changing those things that I can change in myself and in the world. Because if I am those things that need changing, it's not possible for me to change them. If I am witness to those things that need changing, then I actually have an opportunity to engage in such a way that transformation can occur. Today, I will meditate twice, morning and evening. During the hours of the day I am not meditating, I will remember the truth of what I am, 
reminding myself that the underlying truth of me is and always will be, regardless of my outer circumstances. To know myself as this underlying truth is to be able to call on the power of consciousness itself and bring that power to bear on what can and must be changed in my world. I wish you all a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.